Good afternoon. What's happening? What's going on? Not much. Not much. You ready for these little brats of yours to get out of school? No. <laughs> Why are you saying like that? Oh, you sound so exasperated. Because then I'm going to go from two driving me crazy to four driving me crazy. Well, I've learned that the older ones don't drive me crazy nearly as much as the younger ones. Um, my uh, Eliza, he's already out of school, so uh, he's been out of school actually for the past week and a half. Lucky little runt. Until uh, next week, uh, out next Friday. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. Mm. Summer. <laughs> Don't say it like that. You know you're gonna have fun. You know you're gonna have fun. All right, well. Let's get right to it. Episode 25. We have done 25 of these. Can you believe it? We have done 25 episodes of the podcast. And welcome to episode 25 of the Y'all Have No Idea podcast. Big Sky here. Yeah, I'm Sean. And we're going we're gonna to start with some... This is going to be a very heavy podcast. I have a funny feeling. A lot of things in the news have happened this week that has been, I mean, relatively good. But uh, a lot of things that have not been so good. So we're going to probably lock knock a lot of the bad out first because there was some significance that happened this week and we have to start with uh when they see us uh when they see us um the miniseries that is on netflix uh written and produced and directed by the wonderful and most certainly talented uh ava duvernay uh it chronicles the story of the central five uh, a group of black teenagers and one Latino who were wrongfully accused and convicted of the rape um, uh, of what is her name? Trisha Malai? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, I think that's her name. I, I might um, be getting her it's name It's Melee. It don't matter what her name is at this point. Don't get me started. Yeah, right. So it happened at Central Park in 1989. Now, of course, we were very young when this happened, so I had to do a lot of extensive research on this because, of course, I mean, again, I was five years old when this took place, so I don't recall or remember any of this uh, going on, but it, it was big news uh, uh, across the world, and especially in New York City where this took place. Uh, five of the black men, and um, Entryon McCray, Kevin Richardson, Yusuf Salam, Raymond Santana, and Corey Wise were pretty much coerced into giving false confessions by police. Now, we're going to be talking about this extensively because I have a lot I want to say about this. Now, before I say this, before I even get to the story, uh, I did not watch it yet, and I'm, I'm going to explain why. I have a 15-year-old son, and I plan on sitting with him um, and watching this docu-series, this mini-series with him in its entirety. Um, I have been mentally preparing myself to be um, uh, prepared for what is to come with this miniseries and certain stuff that you watch you have to kind of prepare I did the same thing with 13th uh, by Ava DuVernay I did the same thing with Selma um, and other docu-series that I've watched I had to kind of mentally prepare myself uh, for, for what I was getting ready to watch and this is no exception uh, seeing because of the severity of the situation and we're, we're going to discuss a lot with this now Sean did you watch yes I did but I also watched the PBS special and the uh, 2020 special and everything else. Now I watched, yeah, yeah, has been on it, and I've like read stuff on it up even before I knew this was gonna happen. 
Yeah. So take us through your emotions watching this um, uh, miniseries as you were watching all four parts. Uh, I was mostly pissed off. That's like the beginning of it. It's just like you're pissed off and then you like sad for them and then you're pissed. It's, it's, it's pissed off and sad. It's like pretty much the main two until you get to the last mm-hmm. one and then it's just devastating. Part four yeah. is the hardest part. And and part four is about uh, Corey Wise in particular. Yeah, it's mostly about him. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so a little background for those who, I, if you don't know this story, I mean, it honestly, it doesn't matter if you are uh, black or white, but even though it affects us a lot more, even if you're white, this should really piss you off because this doesn't just, it, it speaks to our justice system in such a way that 30 years later, you're still seeing the same stuff go on. So for those who say, well, it doesn't really matter that much because we've come so uh, far along, uh, this ought to be a testament as to how, quote-unquote, far we've really come. So let's just get back. Let's just get right into it. I just want to dive right into uh, Linda Fairstein. I'm not going to waste no time with this woman. I'm not wasting a lot of time. Not, 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 no. So she was the, she was the prosecutor for this, uh, for this story, and she <laughs> can I just call her a First piece of, of garbage all, let's right off be the bat? Clear. She like backstabbed to be to become the prosecutor because she wasn't even the original prosecutor for it. It was another was lady. I can't remember her name, but she Linda was the head of like sex crimes, so she pushed yeah, she was the, the head of sex, sex crimes. That's right. Of the story in order to become the prosecutor and she did that because she had flubbed the preppy rapist um, trial so she was trying to use this trial as a way for her to like clear her name and move up in the ranks because she had messed up that Mm -hmm. previous trial right and she was only an assistant she was not like the head like off top she was just an assistant at that point That's, that's what she was so Assistant district attorney at the time and went and spearheaded the conviction despite no evidence. Here's the thing about this woman that I find very, very interesting. Remember, this was 30 years ago, okay? Even then, the angle she was using was to try to galvanize women and try to mask that as to why she was trying to convict these boys. I just could not believe that that's the angle that she used. Like, if you're going to use an angle, don't be so obvious with it. Like, I could, I, anybody could have seen this. So, pretty much, you took the rape of a woman, which you already knew was going to spark all kinds of outrage, all kinds of people protesting, and she knew she was going to have everybody on her side because you're talking about the rape of a woman. But you masked that for what your original plan was in the back of your mind. And that was to convict these black and brown victims because you are a racist. Let's just call it what it is. There's nothing else but that. And that was so egregious 
and unbelievable to me that that's the angle that she used. Here, I'm going to use rape to mask what I really want to get accomplished. That's the first thing. Second thing is, and I'm an author. I, I have a book. I have a novel. I take what I do very seriously uh, with my book and um, Payless is my baby. That by, by the way, for y'all that, that has not purchased Payless, please go out and purchase it. I really appreciate your support. But she is a novelist that writes true crime novels. <laughs> the fact that this woman, after all these years, even after the Central Five thing took place, was still able to publish books, was still able to have a very successful career as an author. Let's keep it a book. I am struggling as an author. Let me just let me just put this out there. I have looked for book deals, Sean. I I, I haven't told this story to you yet, but I'll tell it now. And I know this is kind of an offset of what I want. Do you know I I am taking a company? Well, I plan on taking a company to courts because of them trying to false market my book after I done paid this company money to market my book. So I'm out here, I'm a struggling author. I love what I do, don't get me wrong. Being an author is great. I'm a struggling author. Now I got to sit here and watch this woman have success as an author and have this cloud of, um, um, of this over her head. I find that so ridiculous. And, I, and yes, yes, I did sign that change.org petition for Amazon and other uh, um, uh, places to get her book removed from, from major booksellers and platforms and stuff like that. You doggone right, I signed that. So that's egregious. But here's, here's, the, here's the most damning thing about this. They knew that these boys didn't do a, do a doggone thing. And had Corey Wise, do, it, it took Corey Wise to be in prison for the real perpetrator to come out and confess to this crime. Had that not happened, we would have never known. Mm-hmm. I, you know, What's even worse about that is just the fact that you know that this happened to this woman and you were willing to let the actual real perpetrator go away for you to convict these young boys and then he went on like two months later to murder a pregnant lady while her kids were in the yeah. house and then rape a couple of more people so like you knew that the rapist was still out there and you didn't care about that you and you knew that that you know it was a possibility he was gonna do it again but all you wanted to do was to get this conviction right right it, it, you mean to tell me that a murderer in prison had more sympathy for these men than officers of the law. I mean, they still don't care because they still are saying, okay, well, yeah. that just means that we got the sixth person. We always knew it was one more. That just means we got the sixth person. Like, And then even the doggone victim, she didn't piss me off so much. Like, you have no recollection of what happened. You have no idea. Like, you have verbally said you don't know. But she's going around saying, like, um, she don't believe that because the police have treated her so well, she don't believe that they would they have done anything wrong and she don't think that the state should have ever settled. Like, why would you say that? You you don't know if they did it or not. Like, you don't know who did it. So how are you just going to say right. you don't believe 
talking about she wants them to go ahead and release the case file so that everybody else can feel like she feels and know that they really did do it. How you know they did it and you don't even know what happened to you? But 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 my thing is, it was evidence that it wasn't them. Why are you I mean, still talking? It was talking evidence that it point? wasn't them. Their confessions were all off. They was like they their confessions was contradictory to the other. Only two of them even knew each other. The rest of the boys, they didn't even yeah, know exactly. each other. Corey yeah, only got put up exactly. into it because when they went to go arrest Yusuf, he was there and he didn't want his friend to go down there alone. So he went with him. That's exactly. how he got involved. So he went with him. Yeah. It it just all of it, it it speaks to a bigger issue that I think people really need to address. It is the um the 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 falsification of um African Americans when it comes to jail time. The scary um, part about ha- all of it though is like yeah, all the other men that are in jail that this has happened to whose story wasn't yeah. as mainstream. Like, it's a lot of people locked up right now who have been saying they didn't do it, the police, whatever, whatever, and they're, because nobody knows their story, they just sitting there. Like, that's what's scary yeah. to me. And then the fact that they will do it again. It's, this is not going to stop happening. Yeah. It is so, it was just, it was just last, I think it was last week or a week, um, a week, a week and a half ago where it was two guys that just got released from prison after being in jail for 27 years. Like, like this yeah, keeps happening. Yeah, and it's going to keep happening. It, it keeps happening. So, I, I do want to dive into uh, uh, to, to Linda Fairstein because I do want to talk about uh, to uh, talk about white privilege and, and, and see, now she done left social media after the backlash she received due to the miniseries. The funny thing is, Y'all, everybody been new. This this wasn't a this wasn't a story that just came up yesterday. Y'all been new. Y'all been new that this woman didn't. Yeah, she like did. the the boards that, like, that are uh, talking about pushing her off the board, and then like the book people. It's just oh like, yeah, it's fake outrage at this point. Like y'all knew what she did, but it's yeah. just because it's mainstream, and because now it's gonna affect your ability to make money. Now you want to just associate right. yourself with her. But beforehand, you didn't really care. But now because it's affecting your bottom line, now you don't want no right. parts. Right. Uh, the, 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 the boards that Sean is talking about, y'all, is two nonprofits that Safe Horizon and Vassar College, where she is like the chairman of the board of both of those nonprofits, and she resigned from both of those, um, um, from both of those nonprofits. And uh, like I mentioned, she... Uh, deleted all of her social media accounts because of uh, the backlash. She could block everybody. Well, yeah, exactly. Because this goes again to show that when a white person says yes, everybody follows right after. I mean, all you have to do is just say, oh, yeah, that person definitely did it. And they'll go, oh, where? Oh, let me go see what this is about. This is this is this is the reality of it. It's going to be very interesting when this Emmett Till story actually comes out, because it's going to be the same thing. You have, and I, and and it's not just white women, but I'm I'm talking about white women because for some weird reason, white women are held to this golden standard of, um, of femininity mixed with, um. 
uh, empathy because the minute a white woman says something and they start crying, we talked about this on the last podcast. Once a white white woman starts crying off of something, everybody's like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, like it, it's it's utterly ridiculous. But the one thing that I find uh, damning when I was um, doing my research, I stumbled upon an interview. Um, I, I can't remember. I don't know if it was Kevin or if it was uh, if it was Antron, but one of the one of the gentlemen was talking about. Uh, the father yeah, and how Antron. it was Antron okay and how the father pretty much just wanted him to lie so they can go home and how the father just didn't back well what up. it was is they had went to his dad because I guess his dad had a criminal record and he didn't tell his job yeah. about his criminal record and so they basically like threatened to inform you know his job about his record and so mm-hmm. he felt like his job was in jeopardy so he just told him like well tell them whatever you want whatever they want to hear so we can go home mm-hmm. but my thing is like in what world not to blame the victims or their parents but in what world does that make sense that you think that you're gonna like confess to a crime especially one that heinous and then think that they're just gonna let you go home like yeah, well, they're already yeah. trying to push you into this story in the first place, right? It, uh, I felt so bad for him when he was sharing. Yeah, the because story he said, and, like, you know, that he, him, and his dad was really close, and I put a wedge between them because he said he felt like his daddy is a coward, and in a way, I mean, I, yeah. I can see that because as a parent, I don't see me telling my child, like, yes, tell these people you raped and beat this woman. So we could go home. Like, no, he didn't do this. We're not gonna freaking confess to something he did not do. Right. And all because of something that you did in the past. Like that that shouldn't be the case with any parent. I don't care what goes on. What and one thing that bothers me more than anything, and and reasons why I've been kind of hesitant to watch this, and I like I said, I plan on watching it with my son is you know, these kids were 14, 15, 16 years old. Well, of course, Corey being the oldest one. And we'll, and we'll talk about Corey in a second. Um, we both have teenage boys. You know, my son's going to be 16 well, this don't. year. He'll only, he won't be 13 till October. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. He'll be okay. He's already in October. Well, he's a preteen. That, that, I mean, that, that, technically, Shut that's up. still Shut up. I'm only trying to make me old for his time. <laughs> I, oh, whatever I just said, I got a son that's about to be sixteen. Relax, anyway, and you and you're old, whatever. So anyway, what scares me to death, and I've said this before, and the good thing is about us is that I'm doing the best I can to ensure that my son knows exactly what white privilege and racism looks like, and not just from afar but in his face because he goes to a school where it's very eclectic uh, he has uh, black students white students uh, Mexican students Hispanic you know Hispanic students rather um, he has a, a different so many different uh, nationalities and backgrounds that he goes to school with but he is very well aware of um, of of racism and white privilege and I make sure that I teach him the you know etiquette he, he, and it's sad that I even have to teach him the cer- certain stuff like 
you know, how to interact with an officer. But because we're going to end up watching this docu-series, it may change my whole perspective of how to even deal with law enforcement. Oh, it definitely like, cause my, is going my whole, to. Yeah, that, that's what I, that, and that's what everybody's been telling me. And I'm scared. I, I, and I hate to be this parent, but I'm scared to death. You know, I, I've been there. You know, I've been, you know, um, pulled over by cops and, you know, cops searching in my vehicle for something. And when all, all it was was it's like a routine traffic stop and they're searching all in the vehicle for stuff. And then I got pulled over before because my, my vehicle fit the description of somebody that just robbed the bank and they got me out the car and they handcuffed me and all this crazy stuff. So I've been there. So I know what it's like. And it just scares me to death that I even have to do this with my son, you know. And for the people out there that don't think that this is a reality, wake up. And a lot of y'all actually, you know what, I take that back. A lot of y'all do know. Y'all just refuse to say anything about it. Corey Wise, um, again, who was the oldest of the five. Now, when they all were guilty and, and quote-unquote convicted, and I use that term loosely, convicted, Corey Wise was the only one that was sent to Rikers. Yeah, because they charged him as an adult. And at that time, Rikers Island. Actually, I was still about to, to say, day, still, Rikers Island, right now. Yeah, yeah, right now is the most notorious prison probably in the world. For, I mean, you had all kinds of murderers, all kinds of people who were just facing life in prison. And the things that this young man has went through um, in prison for a crime that he didn't commit. And remember, he's 16 years old. So his entire, most of his teenage life, you know, from 16 on and the rest of his life was almost snatched away until he got out. And he had to grow up in the prison Mm -hmm. system. That in itself is a complete failure to him and to all of those parties involved. And it just, it just bothers me so much. So much, especially with him because not to say, not to take away from all of the trauma that all of him, all of them have felt, but Corey especially, especially when I read the story about, about uh, what was it, his, his transgender mm-hmm. sister who, who ended up, uh, you know, being murdered. It, it, I, I just, I, I feel more, I feel more sorry for, for, uh, for him the most because unfortunately he had to endure the most. And like I said, the murderer was in, the murderer had more sympathy than than I I, you know, I just can't wrap my head around that. I just can't. But I think that uh, Ava DuVernay needs to be protected at all costs, and we all know what's about to happen. Um, uh, Linda Fairstein has probably drawn up a PR team to to try to get all this stuff taken away, and it's like, no, you need to be under the jail. What's she gonna take away? I mean, Netflix didn't sign on to do this with. At, you know, without crossing all their T's and dotting all their I's, like you know, this public record, there's nothing she can do. Yeah, exactly. And I'm glad it's nothing she could do. The only thing she could do is just say, you know what? And she still maintains to this day that she thinks that these they all dudes do. Did it. The police to this I was day, watching 2020 had a special on it, and the police officers are still like. They believe that they did it. They don't believe they did anything wrong. I mean, even the settlement was BS. Like, yeah, y'all gave them. Oh yeah, for yeah, forty forty one million dollars of it. Even though, yeah, that was low. But I'm saying they didn't assume any responsibility. Like they paid them yeah. the money, but they didn't admit any guilt. Like, and to me, of course, almost 
not quite as much, but as the money. But I mean, I want that too. I want you to say that the cops coerced me. They beat me. They did something wrong. I want them to pay as well. I don't want you to just throw some money at me and be like, okay, go on. Because I feel like in a way that would prevent more, prevent it from happening more than you just paying mm-hmm. me some money. And then the settlement money needs to start coming out of the freaking police pension, not from taxpayers. We shouldn't be paying for your mistakes. Like, a lot of this crap would right. stop happening if it had to come from their pockets. Right. Right. You're absolutely right. If that's, and, that, and that's why I feel as if, I feel like law enforcement, and I understand that yeah, their job is to serve and protect, but they got to be held accountable a lot more than what they are, and they're just not. They're just not held no, accountable. No, because first of all, me. they are allowed to investigate themselves. Like, they have some kind of do, yeah. um, like, do an investigation to figure out if they had done anything wrong, and of course, he came back and said no, but I mean, hell, if you let me investigate right. myself, then of course I'd be like, no, I ain't do nothing wrong. Like, that don't even make no sense. Right. It's... It, it, it... None of none of this makes sense. None of it. Uh, Mateus Rez was the one that confessed. That man raped his own prison. mother. What yeah. kind of sick person do you have to be to rape the woman that gave birth to you? Like, oh my, ugh. yeah. But but listen, but listen to this, peep this. I mean, this is the part that that just it just boggles my mind that even. As sick and disgusting of a human being as he is, he had enough consciousness to know that this wasn't right. He had enough. Con- I have to repeat this again. He had enough consciousness to know that it wasn't right. That he felt bad. This is what he said. He said he felt bad <laughs> that they were in pri- that he was that Corey was in prison. Unbelievable. What what else can I say? What else can I say? I that that right there, I just was like, huh? But but everybody else is still like, well, uh uh I just believe like shut up. Shut up. Which brings us to Donald Trump. Now 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 was he at all mentioned in the dot in the in the uh, in the yeah they they touched on it i don't think they didn't they touched on it enough but they did um kind of throw it in there it was almost more so like an afterthought so donald trump at that time who was you know pretty much a billionaire at this time took out four ads totaling eighty five thousand dollars yeah, I was gonna. I was just about to say eighty-five thousand dollars. Let that sink in. Not only for these men to be, uh, not only for it to be highlighted, but he wanted to take it a step further. He wanted these men. Yeah, executed. he said that if she died, then they should get the death penalty. That's y'all's president. Y'all's current president calling for the death of these men. That Not were men, boys, because they were definitely boys. Boys, yeah, boys. I'm sorry. Well, men now, but boys then. For them to be, mur- well, I'm good because I'm going to say murder. I'm not going to say execute. I'm going to say murder because that's what it would have been. 
That's what it would have been. A murder. I'm just, I don't know. I I, I know I'm going to be upset. I know I'm going to be very angry watching this. And I'm just mentally preparing myself for what is to come. And I am afraid that I am going to pretty much lose yes, my mind. Definitely. And- I cried like so many times. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm all but not ready, but not ready. And this is the pain that we feel as a community when stuff like this happens uh to 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 uh to us, you know, and I say us because I mean it can happen to you, it can happen to me, it can happen to anyone. And yet and still we have to continuously fight, you know, against um against the system. Speaking of Donald Trump, Lord Jesus, this man he just never, he just never shuts up. Does I wish. I, I just wish, because I'm, I'm going to go in on Donald Trump. I got something I want to say to Trump supporters. And, and, you know, my tone has changed when it comes to friends that are Trump supporters. But this latest thing got me to my breaking point. And I know you're probably wondering, well, why didn't all the other stuff get you to my breaking point? Because sometimes as a human being, you just have an epiphany and that just happens. Donald Trump is in the UK. I don't know if he's still there, but I know this is either today or tomorrow is his last day. Uh, we're recording on uh, Thursday, uh, 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 June fifth, uh, um, a week away from my birthday. Yay me! And he's in the UK. Um, every president, of course, has their turn to go to the UK. Of course, Donald Trump has been met with protests including the funniest thing that I've seen in quite some time, which is a blow-up baby balloon of Donald Trump. Shout-out to the UK for getting it. Shout-out to them. Oh, it gets even better. He's had choice words for London's mayor, uh, uh, Sadiq Khan, who... who <laughs> I- I'll let y'all figure out uh, what his um, ethnic background is. I'll let y'all figure it out. Calling him a stone-cold loser. It was because Khan criticized Trump's views on Islam in 2016. What a shock. What a shock. Boy, he sure knows how to pick his fights, doesn't he? Y'all, President? Look, y'all, I'm going to share some other things uh, about Trump. So I'm going to let you get yours out. I don't have nothing to say about that, man. <laughs> okay, good. Because I, I got some. I got some. I, I want to <laughs> I want to say. Okay. You know, we have this obsession when we go out to certain places and certain establishments with a thing called professionalism, right? Sean, what's the first thing you get upset about when you go out to either a restaurant or a department store? What's the first thing that ticks you off about somebody that is in uniform? What's the first thing you probably is going to say if they, you know, when you go out? I mean, if they just acting a fool. Well, yeah, if they just acting a fool, but what's the key word? Professionalism. How on earth can we hold a Walgreens clerk or somebody that is doing sanitation in the street, how can we hold them more accountable for professionalism 
but we can't hold the president of the United I States. I mean, but to that's that been the standard. case. Like so many times, he's done stuff that's like embarrassing stuff that you wouldn't even let a child do. Like that's nothing new. They've been making excuses every time he do something stupid, which is daily, or says something stupid, which is daily. They make excuses. Like he is the antithesis of class. Like he has none. He just. Yes. Yeah. I said I ain't had nothing to say about that man. <laughs> I, I know. I know. We're, we're recording a podcast. And I, I, I just, I just want to say a few things and then we'll move on. I'm so embarrassed. I'm not. For us, as, I, no, 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 no. I, I, I mean, no, I know you're not, but I'm just saying this. I'm saying this for this reason. Yes, I, I, I mean, yes, I'm a, I'm a black man, but I, I just so happen to be American also. This is the embarrassment part, okay? Even though I don't support this dude, and I never will, I leave the country, and I go to, let's say, I go to, let's say, I go to London. London is actually one of my bucket list places I want to go. And, of course, I get into a conversation with someone that is of the locals and of the community. And they ask me where I'm from, and I tell them. And, you know, they're going to look at me as, you know, they look at me as a black man. They may look at me as, you know, just having a conversation. But they look at me as American. That's the embarrassing part. Not the part of me, of anything else. It's just the American part of me. That This is, a, this is. I can't believe that we hold everybody else to stand. But that's just that's not the thing. I'm... We hold him. His supporters do not. And that's why I say I am not embarrassed. Because I did not vote for him. I don't support nothing he says nor anything that he does. So I don't hold any accountability, any shame, any anything when it comes to that man because I have completely disassociated myself with him. That is not my president. I don't I've washed my hands with him and his whole regime. I don't I don't hold any kind of embarrassment what's because he does not represent me in no kind of I way. get I get that. I get that. I get that. I, I was only referring to the American part. Not not me personally, because I do not I rock mean, with hell, like, like even as an American, because I don't even really like too much rock with America at this point. Like to be honest, I mean, I'm just I here, you. but like, I you. you know, I you. America to let me down too many times. Like, you yeah. know, they ain't really too fond yeah. of me either. So I'm just, I'm like a yeah. woman without a country at this point. I'm just here. <laughs> you're, you're like a yeah. vagabond at this point. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. It's just like, I, I know I hate this is going to be a weird reference, but it's almost like, you remember Remember when we was growing up and we used to play Street Fighter 2 and used to see uh, Ryu carry that bag and he just That's walked me. around just aimlessly. <laughs> That's exactly that. Yeah, I, I I get what you're saying there. It's just, it's so ridiculous I, because, again, we're talking about the highest office that you could possibly and it has turned get into in this country. It, and, it, and you know what's even worse? I don't think it's it's gonna take decades, maybe even generations, for it to get back to where it. I mean, yeah, be. because it's not even just it's not like the president is the only idiot. You got like the, the Department yes. of Justice; they go along with it. Our Senate, yep. like, is they all come to the foolishness. That's why I say I I don't feel 
the tiniest bit of shame or nothing because the, none of these people represent me right now. None of them. Yeah, and that's and that's so sad to even say that a country that the highest office should be the representation for everybody in this country. Like the monkeys are really yeah. running the circus. Yeah. Yes. It, it is almost it's like watching a hamster just running away yeah. constantly. That's that, that's what this is. It's it's ridiculous. And to any and to anyone that has listened to this podcast, that is a Trump supporter. That is a fr- that that I that I will consider a friend. Let me let me talk to you for a minute. Let me talk let me talk to y'all. I can understand if you are a supporter of the Republican yeah. Party. That is one thing. I get that. But if you are a supporter of Donald Trump, don't be my friend. We can't be friends. I used to not be oh, that I guy. Did that. But at this point, it cause because of the repetitiveness of his ignorance, if you are a Trump supporter, if you are one of these ne- Neanderthals and idiots that say, well, it's the media's fault. Because you know they love to say it's the media's fault. And even journalism is crap now. Yeah, garbage. Garbage. Because y'all didn't have that same, it's the media's fault, outrage when it was Obama in office. Now, did you? Which we'll, we'll talk about Obama in, in the next segment. But yeah, if you're a Trump supporter, I can't be friends with you. I can't. Because you're supporting everything that he represents. I can't rock with you. Sorry. Actually, no, I'm not sorry at all. Because I'm not at all. Like, I'm, I'm not, not at all. I'm not at all sorry. Like, because I, I mean, no, it, I don't. In some instances, like I can agree with some of the things that, like, true Republicans, um, in the conservative nature, like I can agree with some of that stuff. But this Donald Trump is a racist, and everything that he represents is racism and foolishness. So if you support exactly. Donald Trump. You and I have nothing in common. Like there is no reason for us to ever have a conversation because you are truly on some BS, and I want no parts. Exactly, I want no parts. Uh, other things that took place in the UK: uh, Queen Elizabeth. I, I, you know, everybody has their she own looks opinions so about Queen Elizabeth. Oh, don't see look miserable in that, that picture. That two little tucks. He looks so. Listen right. here, his stylist. Hates him, okay? Trash. No, he's not trash. Garbage. His stylist hates him because everybody yeah. looked Garbage. at that and was like, that don't fit right. And then when you do the side-by-side right. of my president in his tuck standing next to the queen and then yeah. this fool, it's like, what do you got on? The jacket was like way too small. It just, right. He looked dumb. He just looked like an idiot like at all times. Ugh, I hate that man so much. <laughs> I know, I know, me too. I know, I just me hate too. Him. And I know, and I know, and it's weird because I'm not, I'm not one to say I hate, that I hate anybody because I try to. Yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not like that. I hate him. him. <laughs> nah, I can't. Yeah, he's, he's, nah, I can't, I can't get with him. And all, and also, uh, the uh, estimated forty-five thousand people was uh, protesting, rallying against Trump. Uh, the approval rating. Now, this is this is right here. This just takes the cake for me. At, at the times, at both times, when Obama was in office around the same time that Trump was in office, Donald Trump's approval rating is 21% in the UK. Obama's, on the other hand, 72%. 
But you know, he wasn't as good as a president as I am. You know, let him tell it. Yeah. Because I'm the a best. Joke. I only hired the best. Because I'm the best. <laughs> yeah. Oh, which, by the way, speaking of which, in that same tone, so, you know, they were doing the protest in London and in the UK. And so I guess, you know, they asked him about the protest. Or somebody in the interview asked him about the protest. You know what this idiot says? And then this is the last thing about the pro- about the protest and about just being in the UK. It was, I quote, it was love, great love, end quote. Why is, if you notice, every single time he responds to something, he's either love, great love, he good, does not very know any good. words. I don't know how many times I got to <laughs> tell you that. His vocabulary is compiled of about a hundred words. And he just recycles and like put them together in different sentences. Like he knows about 100 words. And out of those 100 words, <laughs> the word is like about seven letters long. Like he's an idiot. Garbage. Garbage. <sighs> Donald Trump, man. Y'all need. I, I can't wait till his day comes. Where I can't wait. I just cannot wait. Anyway, let's get on to some brighter news, okay? Obama. We 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 just got done talking about President Obama. President Obama was at the Raptors Warriors game in Toronto for Game Two of the NBA Finals. Uh, at uh, at five sixteen to go in the second uh in the second quarter, uh, leading to the uh, leading the halftime, they stopped everything. And they acknowledged that President Obama was in the building. He was sitting next to uh, to the commissioner, Adam Silver. He received a standing ovation. Now, mind you, y'all, I, I know some of y'all may be like, well, Canada's not, Canada's not that far from the United States. That's just like saying Africa is a country to me at this point. Okay? He's in another country. Not only does he receive a standing ovation, our lovely president, was also showered an MVP chance. I mean, he's the MVP. I mean, he's duh. <laughs> like, he got a standing ovation and an MVP chant in a whole nother country. Yeah. I love that, man. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, the, 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 like you, you mentioned, you know, we talked about professionalism. <laughs> He is the yeah. epitome of professionalism and he carries himself so well that you don't have a choice That's why they hate him, the him because, because they is. treated him like crap. They gave him, they threw everything that they possibly could throw at him. And not only did he not stoop to their level, but he soared above it all. Like Donald Trump is a baby. Like you can say anything about him. He got to respond to everybody. He always got to say something like that's why they couldn't take Barack because this is like he we, we can't get under his skin like nothing we can do bothers this man like he will never give us the response that we deserve and that we looking for and, and they just couldn't do nothing with him. Yeah. It makes them yeah. so mad, and I love to That's, see them. I, I love so to see angry. them so angry. Like, why don't he just? But then now I'm like, this is why. Like, because there were, there was nothing. Like, and and history is going to reflect that. Like, y'all did all of this to this man, and yet and still right. he still did not never stoop to your level. Like, he was always 
presidential, like all the time. Yeah. And it just goes to show that we really need we really need that presence back in the Oval Office. We just need it because we are uh, I mean and I, I'm almost even afraid to say that simply because I, again, I, I look at these candidates oh and I'm just, God. I'm just <laughs> like, oh my God. Like, what are we going to do? Like, I don't we screwed. That's what we gotta do. Yeah, and, I, and I, we we've met, we've talked about this at nausea, but it's true. We Ooh. have no. The election <laughs> is literally a year and a half away. We have no yeah. front runner. Like nothing. The Democrats spending too much time. They they backbiting each other to try to get the freaking nomination. Is yeah. It's like, it's like 22 yeah, nominees. Still. And it's like, more. It's like every it time is I more talk about than, somebody yeah. else running, like, okay, it's full, all right? Wait until 2024. We ain't got no more room for nobody else to be throwing their hat in the ring. We need to start dwindling right. the list down, not adding more to the pot. Right. Uh, I, I, yeah. Can we just put Obama back in office? Can we just break I mean, the, the I two? Wish. Can we break the two-term rule? But you know, actually, you know what? I take that back. I take that back. I wouldn't even wish this on him to come back and clean up this mess. I, mean, I wouldn't wish this on. I anybody. wouldn't, but I would. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, right, right. I know, I know. I, I think that's the reason why people were so like adamant about Michelle running. I don't. Oh, I, now, oh see, I, God, I don't know me. if Michelle could withstand like all that Barack did like because we don't know what she was saying like in the background like when they was doing I think you know they might catch her on the bad day and she might tell somebody where to go and how to get there (laughs) exactly right have you read her have you read her book yet yeah yeah it's 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 pretty good I I just I kind of peeked at my wife's book a little bit and yeah, man. She listen. If there's anybody that is not that's gonna be played with, so I, I, I don't, <laughs> don't think they know want that smoke. That's like the best idea. And I think at this point they tired yeah. of it. They just like you know what? Nah, we good. Right, right, exactly. Speaking of uh, the the Warriors and Raptors, which brings us to your boy, your boy Aubrey, Aubrey, Mr. Graham. So. In the last series that the Toronto Raptors was in against the Milwaukee Bucks, they they pretty much annihilated Milwaukee four to one to take the series. That led the Raptors to the NBA Finals. Drake was in the news, but it seemed like this dude was in the news for everything. Oh, uh-oh. oh, yeah, we're, we're talking about Drake, so I, I, I will be calling too. Oh, hey, baby. Hey, Kobe, Kobe. I know we're talking about Drake. I'm crying I'm too. I'm crying too. You okay? <laughs> See, it didn't take much. Drake was in the news because he pretty much was everywhere on the sidelines, just being the biggest and cheerleader on heaven's earth. So much so that they, the NBA, that is, and they was being extra. discussed Drake. Okay. There's two things here that I'll, I, number one, I wish Drake had the same energy for Pussy T, but that's a whole nother discussion. Number two, <laughs> you don't have to throw that in. 
Most importantly, I think this is the dumbest thing for the NBA to even Yeah. Talk. He is a fan of a team that is from Not the even city. a fan. He like part of the organization. Yeah, he's an ambassador for the team. He's a real ambassador. Like, they really hired Drake to be an ambassador for the team. What do you expect Drake this to do? They first sit there and eat popcorn? in the history of the franchise making it to the finals. To the NBA like, finals. What did you expect? Yeah. How, how calm did you really expect for him to be? Like, it's all stupid. Right. If I say nothing to Jack we- or to Spike. No, oh God, Spike. <laughs> See what I'm saying? <laughs> Spike. They did a whole 30-30 special about Spike Lee. Yes. I don't want to hear the NBA's That's mouth. That's what I'm saying. This okay. is like really dumb. And but you know what? I love this. And the reason why I love this is because it goes to show the passion that people have for not only the 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 place that they're from, but for sports in general. Now listen. Drake, as long as he stays far, far away from all the athletes that I actually like, Drake, continue to do your I mean, but that's the thing, though. He never really messed with none of the players, so he rubbed his coach's shoulders. Or so he trash-talked. Like, they all trash-talked. He didn't get on, like, the floor during the play or anything like that. He was just being a super fan. Like, he wasn't doing anything no different than any other super fan. Like, Right. It was being extra. That's right. Right. I 1,000% agree with that. So, I, I just think that Drake just needs to keep doing what he's doing. Be a kick to you to be a super fan. It's dog. entertaining. Again. Like, now you want to watch the game because, first of all, you want to see what kind of foolishness he going to have on. Cause yeah, because that Dale Curry jersey was hilarious. I ain't gonna, that was genius. Super petty. That was genius. That was I, genius. I got to give him that. I mean, it's giving them views. Yeah. It is. And, it, and, it, and it's like, y'all mad, but y'all playing his music, you know, during certain times of the game and playing nonstop and playing um, uh, uh, In My Feelings and, and stuff like that. Like, y'all playing his records in between, like, the game and stuff. What's so different? Like, let, let that man have fun. And, it's, and like, like you said, it's entertaining as all hell. I love it. it it's just great. I love it. So... Uh, but you know, Drake just you know it's Drake. What can you say? What can you say? Okay, okay. The speaking of sports, so Sean, you are a NF. Your NFL team is my NFL team is the New yes. England Patriots. Shut up. Guess what, y'all? We are not here to talk about neither one of our beloved teams. You want to know why? Ah. The Detroit Lions. Sean, we are both from Flint, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we both have Detroit Lions in our bloodstream. Unfortunately, basically because of of the map, not because <laughs> of the actual team itself. Let me just preface my comments by saying the Detroit Lions are they a trash. <laughs> <laughs> they are a joke. You want to know why the Detroit Lions are a joke? It's because of Calvin Johnson. Now, we know Calvin Johnson left the Detroit Lions because the team is garbage. <laughs> he, he left the Detroit Lions for the same reason that Barry Sanders left the Detroit Lions back in the day. Okay? They are a garbage football team. They were a garbage football team 
when he left, and they continue to be a garbage football team now. I say that because Calvin Johnson was in the news because the Detroit Lions, all Calvin Johnson wants. It's his money. He wants his money. How much money? One million dollars. No, I don't have one million dollars. Hell, I barely have one (laughs) dollar at this point. Okay? All he wants is a million dollars. That's all he's asking for. Not, you know, not that's that's chump change to a lot of you know a lot of um you know NFL franchises, but that's all he wants. He retired on March eighth, twenty sixteen. Why did he retire again? Because the Lions are trash. Look, it is a reason. Now, now people always ask me. I get asked this question more than I should. So if you're from Michigan, why are you not a Detroit Lions fan like you should be a Detroit Lions fan? Why aren't you divided and die too? Have y'all not seen the Detroit Lions? Who wants that kind of stress in their life? Like, I really feel sorry for Lions fans because they will, they will <sighs> win and then they will give you hope for like two seconds. Yeah. And then once you'll be like, oh, okay, we might can actually do something this year, then it's like, psych. And then they suck. And then you like, exactly. Oh, they got me again. Like, who wants to do that year after year after year after exhausting year? It's just like, no, thank you. I'm gonna, I'm going to read to y'all why we, well, we, we can say we, but why I, in particular, not a Detroit Lions fan. I give you a million reasons. Let me just give you. I can give you a million reasons. Number one, they have not won a playoff game since 1991. <laughs> Sean, I am 35 years old. I will be 36 in 91. I was eight. I was the same (laughs) exact age. The last time the Detroit Lions won a playoff game, Michael Jordan had just won his second NBA, no, his first NBA championship. His first. And oh, by the way, the Michael Jordan sneakers, he was only on, I think it was, he was only on what, six or seven. Also, in 1991, George H.W. Bush was president. George H.W. Bush is no longer living. (laughs) This is the last time the Detroit Lions have won an NFL playoff game. (laughs) Living Single wasn't even on TV yet. They didn't debut until 1993. (laughs) Like, this is the Detroit, this is the last time they won a playoff game. They are also the only franchise in the NFL who has not been in a Super Bowl. The Cleveland Browns don't count because they weren't in the op- they weren't in operation uh in the 96 to 98 seasons. In the 52 years that they had a Super Bowl, the Detroit Lions have not been in one. <laughs> the Carolina Panthers who became an NFL franchise in 1995 has already been in two. I mean, I- <sighs> I don't even know what else to say. They don't want to pay Kelvin Johnson a million dollars. A million? He's only asking for a million. The Detroit Lions are saying no because technically he's quote unquote still under contract. So and pay that man his money. And, and, and it stands the reason why people don't like playing for them. 
They traded Endomic and Sue in the prime of his career. I I can go on and on about the Detroit Lions. Let me let me not stress myself <laughs> out. Let me let me because I I feel a, a a vessel of blood just tickling the side of my temple right now, and I'm just starting to get upset. And I I don't need that stress in my life. So let me let me let me continue on and, and let that go because I, I I feel it coming. Feel it coming. Okay. Something something I texted you this uh, past week was about our beloved Martin Luther King. Wow. I have done some research mm-hmm. about what I texted you. Basically, what we're talking about is he was in the news for an upcoming FBI report that that is that is that that somebody was trying to to uh, put out there about. Martin Luther King's activities back in the 50s and the 60s uh, about his affairs with over 40 different women and in one instance about uh, a rape taking place and him being on, uh, I guess he was in the vicinity, he was in the area and him laughing about uh, the, the rape that, that took place. And this they, they was trying to make this big story out of it and I I don't know. I, I, I feel some type of way about it. And the reason why is because it's coming from the FBI. I mean, it's the FBI. Are they the only ones they that are been... alleging this? Like, do we have... Has what? anybody heard the tapes? Or... No, so, so about that. So the FBI has some documents that are not going to be released until 2027. They're like locked in a vault. And I okay, here's my thing about it. Okay, we know that you know I don't condone any kind of, of rape. And we all know about his uh, alleged affairs back in the day. That's been well documented about his infidelity mm-hmm. um, back in the day. Well, we all that's that's been that's been talked about before. <laughs> But I've never heard about this. And when I stumbled upon it, um, I was, I didn't know how to feel about it. Because on one end, again, you want to take the severity of rape serious. And if that is something that happened under his watch and he did nothing about it, then shame on Dr. King for not saying nothing. They, you know, they claim that it was a friend of his. Uh, uh, he was also a pastor named Logan Kurtz, uh, uh, who allegedly raped a woman who was part- who resisted participating in unspecified sexual acts. And they said that Dr. King looked on, laughing, and offered advice. Again, none of these stories have been have ever came out or anything. It is all alleged. The reason why is is kind of hard is because. I know for years that people have been trying to break our legends. Now, certain instances, our legends, some of them deserve the punishment that they receive, i.e. Bill Cosby, i.e. R. Kelly to a lesser degree, but mainly Bill Cosby and others that have been um, called to the fire for their actions uh, with sexual um, uh, activity. This is a whole new Pandora's box that can be opened. I, for the for the love of God, hope this this, this is not true, because I mean, 
in African American folklore, who's more revered than Dr. King? I don't know if anybody is. I mean, I can't name anyone. Can you? No. no. I mean, if you start doing the if you start doing the list of like influential African Americans in the in our history, I mean, as much as I love Malcolm X and I love me some Malcolm X. But Malcolm X isn't revered for, for a multitude of reasons that we, we know why. But Dr. King is, I think he's the most revered individual probably in our history. If it comes out that he, and again, this is coming from the FBI. I don't trust the FBI, Sintel Pro. We know J. Edgar Hoover was trying to get him for mm-hmm. years. But if this comes out that he may have had a part Daddy. in something like like that in the times that we're in. Sean, I don't know. I mean, how do I mean? How do you feel? I mean, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, obviously, I'm, it's I'm kind of put um, a stamp on his like. I mean, a scar on his legacy. If it comes out that mm-hmm. he stood by and watched the rape, I don't think it's going to. Um, necessarily take away from what he did for us as a people Mm -hmm. but it would definitely make me look at him as a person in a different light okay yeah because I was going to ask you how how you would look at him I mean for sure him as like as a person I mean because I looked at him kind of sideways when I learned about like all the infidelity but then you know it's like at the end of the day, that ain't none of my business. That's between him and Coretta. So that doesn't mm-hmm. really take away too much from me, from him personally. But mm-hmm. if this about the rape was true, I think that that is going to put a scar on his legacy as a whole because that's like a mm-hmm. whole different like ball game at that point. Yeah. And how, and I, again, I, you know, our heroes are important to us. And when we, when one of our heroes fall, it's really hard to, um, to look at them in the same light. I, I, I'll go, I'll go back to to Bill Cosby. So I remember when I first heard the, all the accusations against Cosby. Now I'm a little different. Now I, I always love Bill Cosby. You know, the the character of Cliff Hustable, but Bill Cosby, the man. I've always had a kind of a. I mean, he's been problematic, anyways, though. Like what he was saying yeah. about like rap and uh, the rappers and pulling up their pants. Like him as a person right. was already like, yeah, yeah. And it was kind of it, it, for me. It was really hard to separate a, a, a beloved figurehead like Cliff Huxtable from Bill Cosby, and, I, and that's kind of weird. That we do that with, with certain characters, like you get involved with a character so much that you really think that that's them. They come to find out that's totally not them. So, but I remember when I first heard that, I was just like, "Oh man, this doesn't this don't look good for Bill." But once again, once I started going back and doing all of the research and looking at all the stuff that he was saying about us, I was just like, "Well, yeah, yeah he get what he deserves." <laughs> you know what I mean, it is what it is. But I think this is this right here may be one of the hardest things to to comprehend if it was to come out that he was involved in something like that not not the actual rape part 
it's the fact that he watched it and did mm-hmm. nothing. And people was, you know, in on his you know, on his side and in his corner and um and rallying with him with all the stuff that was going on back in the late fifties or early sixties. I don't know. This this is the, I mean when I like I said, when I got that report, I was just like, wait a minute, what? So we'll just have to wait and see uh how this And then also and- I wanna know, like, I don't want you to give me no damn piece of paper that you telling me that's just got some words on it that's saying that this is what happened. I need to hear right. the actual tape because I don't trust the government that much. Like they didn't they didn't done too much for me personally for you to just have yeah. a typed up piece of paper that said it's from nineteen fifty whatever and this, that and the third. I don't need no transcript. I want actual audio yeah. Before I even entertain it, right, right, and that, and that's what I'm saying about the FBI and and all of those, you know, because remember, they had man. All you gotta do is you just do a simple Google search of all the things that they were trying to get yeah. against him back in the day. Like again, J. Edgar Hoover de- dedicated his entire life trying to bring this dude down, and was wasn't able to do so until he was murdered. He was assassinated. So. You know, again, I I hope that this isn't true, and I hope that for the sake of our community that we don't, you know, have to hear another figurehead, probably the most important figurehead of our community, of our, of our, you know, generation or whatever, what have you. I, I just hope that it it um it, it's not true. I, I really do. I really do. What is true is Jay Z is a billionaire. Ah, I like to, like to get right on in there. So, uh, Sean Carter, we know him as Jay Z. Uh, this week, it is official that he is now with all of his combined assets, is now the first rap billionaire. Now, when I say first rap billionaire, I mean the first rapper to actually become a billionaire. This is great. This is great for me. Y'all know me. I'm a whole fan. I love I love Jay. My my co-host not so much. I mean, I I don't care. like him, but I can, you know, I don't I'm not mad at this news. Like I always said that I respect his business acumen. I just as far as his rap go, ugh, I can tell, I can leave that, but I mean, I'm I'm as I'm proud of him as far as this goes. Like I think that's great. So, this just goes to show that perseverance and making the right business decisions should, I mean, it should mean everything. Like, and this is why a lot of these celebrities, you know, revere Jay-Z for his business acumen. I mean, this is, this is great yeah. news, man. I'm, I'm, I'm so proud of Jay. And, you know, I, I just want him to continue to build his brand. You know, the fact that he was, you know, on the Forbes 400 list. It's a picture of him and Warren Buffett. I mean, Warren Buffett is worth so much money. I don't have time to talk about how much money Warren Buffett is worth. But, I mean, th- these are the brands that this man has had. You know, he sold he sold Rockaware um, for $204 million in 2007. He has Doucet, which is his cognac. He co-owns with Bacardi. He owns Title. I mean, 
This dude, I mean, it's it's just it's just great to see. I love it. And you know, what what's it? I think it's uh uh what's it? Our Ar- uh Armad, I think that's a bottle uh uh bottle company, Ace of Spades. Yeah, like, he owns that outright. Like, like, he owns yeah. 100% of that. Yeah, he owns that outright. Yeah, he owns 100% of that. You got cash and investments. I mean, Rock Nation, his trash his music catalog, catalog is worth like 70, 75 million. His music catalog is worth 75 million dollars. I don't want to hear about a trash catalog when you have people like Takashi 69 that is allowed to make music. I mean, Miss I ain't me got that, nothing okay? to do with it. It's just trash amongst trash at that point. I mean, I, I mean, listen, I mean, if we gonna have a debate about <laughs> trash, I mean, I can name a few projects your boy Nas and dropped that was pretty garbage, but I, I digress. See, see, I say Nas and trash and the baby starts crying. No, you're talking no, 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 no. No, she didn't cry when I mentioned Jay-Z. That's because she wasn't she in the room. room. <laughs> I'm getting on my nerves. Where'd you go? Cole, what you do? Yeah, I think Skylar got disconnected. Laundry. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I had nothing to do with that. Okay. Is <laughs> you know, you know, it's something about when we start talking about Jay Z and Nas, we get disconnected. <laughs> <laughs> that happened the last time we start talking about Jay Z and Nas, and got disconnected. But whatever, whatever. But back to back to what I was saying. So he has his art collection that's worth seventy million, and his and and he owns fifty million dollars in real estate. So he has a lot of different uh, businesses that he has, and it's just good to see that uh, a black man get to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, you know, his influence on the culture is just so captivating. I love it, and I hope that others. Uh, can get to a billion also and again the work that Jay-Z has done off of the um, uh, away from music uh, with his the, the Khalid Browder documentary which was another hard watch and other things that he's been involved in I, I'm, I'm glad to see that he's invested his money in the right way and um, and, just, and just the thing this man never graduated high school he was a, you know and and, and and Tommy and Tommy Lauren's uh, words for fourteen years he sold crack cocaine, and now look at him, billionaire. So I'm I'm happy for my man. Oh, that, that, that's great. That's great. That's great. So shout out to Jay Z, and, and I'm happy for him. And hope and, and speaking of Nas, uh, Nas is actually doing pretty good for himself too, um, with a lot of the investments that he's made. Um, he's he's getting there too. He's not. You know, up the, you know, I don't, you know, I don't like comparing rappers, money, and stuff like that. I don't, I don't want to do that, but I just want to acknowledge Nas too because um, some of the investments that he's made has been um, that ring doorbell one was big. Yeah, yeah, that one was huge. That one was huge, and he's invested in Live, Dropbox, Coinbase. I mean, Nas is doing really good for himself, and I, I hope he gets there. 
Especially with all the stuff that he's been dealing with with Khalees. I'm sorry. So, I'm man. When you talk about better mercy. baby mamas, woo! I'm so but proud I, of her. How you gonna take the boy and go to a whole other country without his consent? Like who does that? A better baby mama. Yeah. Wow. That's all I can say. <laughs> so I, I mean, props to props to Jay. Props. To, I just want to see us prosper, and I, I think we're. We're doing pretty good with, with, with our with our brethren uh prospering pretty good. So again, shout to Jay-Z, shout to Nas. Now Petty Time. Love my pettiness. Maybe it was about two weeks ago. I get on the I get on the internet just to see who's trending, of course. But what do I see? I see the baby trending. I said, oh, Lord, what is this boy done did now? For those who don't know who the baby is, I like the baby, first of all. I have no idea who he is beyond the stuff that has been going on recently. I couldn't tell yes. you a song. Okay, so right now he has one of the hottest songs in the country called Shook. That's actually a dope record. And he's not one of these new mumble rappers that just says a whole bunch of nonsense. No, the baby can actually rap. Like, he's actually really good. I might send you a few tracks, uh, Sean. He's he's actually pretty good. I, I got to give him credit. I got to give him credit. And I'm not saying this because he's from Charlotte, which he is. He's actually from the 704. Oh, you claiming Charlotte now? That's what well, we do? I, I live here. What am I oh, supposed okay. to do? So you brand new on this. No, I'm not. Come on. Stop <laughs> it. I live here. What am I supposed to do? Like... I'm just messing because Houston's oh, my second home. So yeah, exa- exactly. 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 Which explains a lot about your... Excuse love me? For, which explains a lot about your love for Beyonce. That's where I was going with that. Relax. Oh. Okay. Hush. Anyway, now I like people from Houston. I like people from Houston. Some. Not everybody, but some. Okay. Anyway, so he, he was in the news for this little incident uh, involving this rapper named Cam Colehart. Cam Colehart is also from Charlotte and has been pestering um... Uh, the baby for months trying to get under his skin and you know try to meet up with him to get you know to get at him so they met they were at the um, the Louis Vuitton store down here at South Park Mall South Park Mall down here is considered our luxury mall right so they were in the Louis Vuitton store so Cam Carhart he's on his Instagram live and he's pretty much so you know, calling you know, taunting the baby because the babies they're they're both in the same store, and so they're taunting each other, and and the baby kind of turned around and like you know, basically, Cam Carhart was basically saying he was scared of him. Uh, lo and behold, a scuffle breaks out. Next thing you know, another video pops up, but this time it's for from the baby. He's on his Instagram live, and he all you see. Is Cam Colehart on the ground struggling to hold his pants up with a bloody nose? Oh, they weren't the no struggling. They was t- like at his ankles. You want to listen? You want to talk about hilarious? This is one of the funniest videos I've seen in a long, long time. We always talk about keeping that same energy. Mm-hmm. Hey, bro. I got to give a shout out to the baby for keeping that same energy. Oh, you're going to try to press me and try to put me on IG live and think I'm not going to respond? Oh, okay. Okay. All right. All right. 
I'm gonna knock you. I'm gonna knock you down, and I'm gonna taunt you, and I'm gonna kick you while you down. I mean, and then talking about they jump me. Even if they did jump you, you you got what you deserve. Like you was messing with this man. He was minding his own business. Minding his was own business. Cash. Like you got what you came looking for. I don't care if it was ten dudes that jumped you. You were ill prepared for the smoke that you were searching for. Exactly. I loved every moment of this. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is the I know because you know you had your you had your serious woke folk that was talking about. See, this is why they be laughing at us and we be out in public and da 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 da. Like white people don't be fighting that Lollapalooza. It ain't even gotta be Lollapalooza. It's just at bars. They like to get yep. drunk and act stupid too. Exactly. Exactly. This is great, man. I I loved it. I love this. It, it again. It reminds me of the whole Cardi thing. Like, you know, you co- you continuously taunt me, which you think I'm not gonna come see you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, here I come. I love it. This is this is great. I mean, my God. <laughs> ah, this is great. I love it. And so, Cam Coldheart re-released the video again, like you were saying that talk about some. He got jumped and he can't wait for his Louis, uh, no, his uh, Lamborghini truck when it comes out. Blah blah blah, yeah. blah blah blah. Who cares? You got knocked out on camera. Fam. Your draws was out. You was bleeding from your mouth, looking all disoriented. Like there's nothing you can say. I don't care what how you got there. The fact of the matter is, you you got there. Yeah. After you started it. Yeah, I loved it. So sorry, Mr. Colhard. You thought you was gonna clout chase. Didn't really work out for you, did it? <sighs> yeah. Good old karma. Karma's karma's a good thing. Karma's karma's always a good thing. I always say, hey, you get what you you get what you ask for. You know, it is what it is. So now, this is the part where I have absolutely no problem talking about. And we're both probably gonna talk about this very thing. So we know Father's Day is coming up on June 16th. I am a father, of course, and before I even get to um, the little soliloquy, the soliloquy that you're, we're both going to have, I just want to say, Dad, I love you, I miss you, and I'm going to definitely celebrate Father's Day for him. This is going to be my first Father's Day without him, and it's going to be a hard day, but it's going to be a very fun day. Now that I got that out the way, you know, podcast, you know, podcasters, uh, y'all have no idea, fam. Me and Sean don't agree on a lot. As a matter of fact, nine times out of ten, we disagree probably on everything. <laughs> this has been the nature of our friendship for about 20 years now. We just never really got, you know, we just never really agreed on anything. Because you always wrong. That is a lie because I <laughs> predicted that the New England Patriots was going to win the Super Bowl this year oh, and they won the Super Bowl this year. That's not even that. You know what? Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's that's that, that's that. Okay, but it is one thing that me and Sean one thousand percent agree on. Oh, uh, well, agree on, agree on. Listen to me. It's about to get hot, so I might as well say degrees. Okay. We both feel the same exact way about Father's Day. Sean, I'm gonna let you go first because I got something I wanna address to the public about Father's Day. Care to tell people how you feel? Well, it all started um, with a tweet. 
and I'm gonna paraphrase because I don't feel like pulling it up. But the the girl was basically like, Father's Day is coming up. Can y'all please dot 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 like not get started? And she was basically alluding to the whole wishing women happy Father's Day. To like to my chagrin, like I hate it so. It's the stupidest shit. <laughs> say it again. Say it again. All the world, like it's so damn dumb. Yep. Like that's what Mother's Day is for. You yep. get a whole day, and then what makes it so bad is it's like Father's Day is already like overlooked, like by mainstream media. Like the restaurants don't even be full. Like you barely get commercials. Like nobody really pays attention to Father's Day like that. And then you get Mother's Day comes first. You get a whole like you get your time. Father's Day is not the day for you because you a single mother. Then you think you can double dip. You got your your like crowning glory and your flowers and all of that on freaking Mother's Day. Father's Day is not the day to like be bitter that your baby daddy ain't in the picture. It ain't about them. Is about the men who are actual fathers in their children's lives who actually do their part. Like, nobody tells their daddy happy Father's Day or on Mother's Day or happy Mother's Day or however. Nobody does that. I just, I don't understand, like, the bitterness of it all. Like, okay, you you chose a bad one. Like, we've all been there. I, I got one of those. I can't stand him. But it's not for you. Like, it's not mm-hmm. your day. That's just, mm-hmm. that's not what it's for. Like, you look stupid. You look bitter. It's, it just, it irks my soul to no end. And then they be like, I do it. So, of course, like, girl, that's what Mother's Day is for. Like, that's what, that's mm-hmm. the point that you're missing. Mm-hmm. And I just, oh, it irks me. It just, I hate it so much. Like, I dread the day yeah. coming because I know I'm going to see all the just little, oh, <laughs> it just makes me so mad. Yeah. You and I 1,000% agree on this. <sighs> you know, I, I want to say this. I want to say this. All those single mothers and all of those blended family mothers my heart goes out to you if you are a, you are if you are in that minority because let's be real you know people want to always make it seem like it's so many single mothers and blended families and and, and you know they project they project it as if it's like the most terrible thing on the world when you know my mother was you know my mother for a, a lot of my years was a single mother like my, my parents divorced when they was five years when I was five years old so I grew up pretty much with a single mother. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And I mean, my father was instrumental in my life as well. So, you know, I, my, my props. Here's the thing. Okay. I'm not looking, I don't look for brownie points for being a father because I believe being a parent is exactly what it is, is being a parent. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's not, I mean, you don't get like, you, you shouldn't need recognition for being a father. However, if a day is designed specifically for that individual, then let that individual have it. Yeah. I don't need okay, because this is what you this is what women are saying when you say, Well, happy Father's Day to me. So you're basically negating all of the men 
that have been instrumented. It doesn't, you know, you have uncles who are fathers, figures. Now, it, it, Father's Day isn't just specific to the actual dad. It could be an uncle. It could be mm-hmm. a cousin. It could be some kind of guardian that has been some kind of influence in your life. So you're saying any male figure that has raised you, that has raised or been any kind of instrument in your life, you like the hell with him. It's all about me because of what I went through with the guy that I picked. Yeah. <laughs> Who does that? Like, you do not hear, and, and, I, and, I, and I have to defend men here, because you don't hear men doing that crap on Mother's Day. That's well, what happy, I'm saying. Happy Mother's Day to me. <laughs> what? No. Happy Mother's Day to the queen of the earth. The salt. Listen, there is no one more special on earth than a woman to me. Period. Point blank, period. But if I, you know, if God forbid I was ever in a situation where I was a single parent, thank God I'm not. Lord Jesus, thank God I'm not. But if I was in that position, I would never fix my mind when Mother's Day come around and tweet out some BS like, you know, I know it's Mother's Day, but you know, I've been the only father in this child's life, so you know what I'm saying? What the hell do you need to do that for? Because you're bitter. Right, and that's that's all it is, is bitterness. Yeah. Like, it. I remember the first time, and this was recently, this wasn't even that long ago, I remember the first time I saw that. I said, you got to be kidding. Is this a joke? And this, and this was on Twitter, and I was like, is this for real? I'm like, it's some women that really think like that? And they be so, like, like doubling down on and don't say nothing to them about it, then they really get in offensive. And it's just like, girl, you look stupid. I'm sorry. Okay. Have have your time. But I just want you to know that you look dumb. Right. It it makes it makes no sense. It really makes zero sense. Just let the man have his day. Let the man have his time. Celebrate these men. Just like Mother's Day. It's a celebration of mothers all over the world. It should be a celebration for fathers over the world. And I'm going to say something else. And, and this is, is going to be you know last thing I'll say about this because I can hear somebody is having a very good time in the back. Okay. Speaking from a male's perspective, the disrespect that you are... And, and, and again, we and, and I don't want to take away from the disrespect that women get because women are grossly disrespected. I mean, we just got done talking about how grossly women... I disrespect that when it comes to this, you know, when it comes to, our, uh, you know, the, the president of the United States. It's one thing I want to just say that, you know, I said this before and I'll say it again. The one thing I don't do with myself is lump myself with others. If a dude is trash, that has nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. I didn't make that man trash. He made himself trash by just being a trash dude. So don't put me in the same category as somebody else. That sucked in your life. I remember I got to I got to an argument with a girl about this before. And she was like, "Well, if y'all man," I said, "Don't you dare say y'all man. I'm sick of you saying y'all man. Don't put me in the category as your trash baby daddy. I'm not your baby daddy. He's garbage because he's garbage. Now, do I hold men accountable? Absolutely. If you are a trash dude, I will call you out quickly. I have trash dudes in my family that I call out, but don't put me there. I ain't got nothing to do with that." You know what I'm saying? You know, and her argument was, well, you know, y'all get so quiet when it comes to other men and they trash ways. I said, do we really? No, I've never done that. I've never done it in high school. I've never done it in college. I don't do it now. 
If you are garbage to me, you are trash. But don't look at me and put me out there like I'm them fathers out there who are an absentee. I have never been an absentee father, so I don't know what the hell they talking about with that. So I, I just don't like it. I don't subscribe to it. I don't support it. Forget all of that. No. So let again, let them have a day. They're not going to ever because they just they want to take that day to shine a light and, and be ignorant because they bitter. Like that's just all it boils down to is just you bitter because you chose the wrong dude and now yep. you're mad. It be- it's bitter and it's selfish. That, that's yeah. all it is to me. That's all it is to me. So I I hate it. And, um, you know, happy Father's Day. Uh, <laughs> that's all I can say. And something else that's dumb that I just saw, and I, I just actually, I didn't even know about this until this morning. What the hell is, what is it? it a straight day? What is it, a straight day parade? <laughs> Son, what the hell is this? I tweeted about that yesterday. Yeah, straight, uh, straight pride uh, parade. Just what is this? Being, pe- listen. Okay, what? people are just, this is why I hate people. People just going to be trash no matter who it is. Like, why? Why you need a parade to be, because you straight? Congratulations. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> okay, Sean. What the hell is this? That's basically I'm really like, confused. straight pride is basically like the, the all lives matter for straight people. It's like, because the gay people have they pride and they have they pride for a particular reason because it's their day to just be themselves because this is a world that is not accepting of them so it's like okay this is this is our day to be proud of something that is in most cases hindering us in real life so you got some jerk off who's like well if the gay people get a parade for being gay then I want to parade for being straight <laughs> Just people what being trash. What? What? It's just people being trash because that's what they do. I really didn't. Okay, so, so I, so, you know, today, you know, we're recording a podcast, but honestly, you know, with me, you know, having a hard weekend, week, I've been kind of out the loop about a few things. So when I saw, I, because I, I was, I think I was on Twitter and I saw you retweet that. And I'm like, wait a minute, what is this? Yeah. Real? So I clicked on it. I, I, I was clicking on. It, I'm like. No, nah, this can't be for real. I mean, I don't know if it's an actual parade. I just know it's like people trying to, to it's like a a dude or it's a couple people like trying to like get it going. Ain't nobody going that mess. What the hell is the point of that? I don't know. <laughs> you want to know what a you want to know what a straight what what is it? A, you, you said it's a straight. Uh, uh, okay, I, it's I, like I'm straight pride. You straight pride day because you're straight. You want to know what straight? You want to know what a straight pride, uh, pride parade is? It's called human existence. Basically, like, that's what I said. Straight like, pride is like why, all lives matter. What? Why, why do you need that? What? Do, you what, don't. <laughs> and oh that's my why God. you're so stupid. I've never. <laughs> People are just trash, and they ain't got nothing else to do with their oh, lives. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Listen, Let, I. Don't do wrap, you're gonna give yourself a headache. I know because I'm trying to your brain around my... the stupidity. Yes. Just, just don't, don't. I'm lost. Don't do that to yourself. I'm lost. I'm completely lost. I don't get the point of that. There you is don't... no point. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Uh, 
Human beings, ladies and gentlemen. I have this saying, Sean. I have this saying when I say human beings are overrated. I, I swear, <laughs> human beings can be the most overrated species on earth. Like, sometimes I just want a dog, and me and the dog can just sit and just chit chat. And I know the dog may, may understand what I'm saying, but the dog's response may be yes or no. Sometimes that's what I need. I, I can't stomach human beings yeah. sometimes. Oh. A human pride parade. I've never been mm-hmm. so dumbfounded in my life. I, I, okay, I guess. I guess. And and the last but not least, we'll, we'll end here. Uh, it looks like people are trying to cancel Queen Najee now. The latest, the latest member of the cancellation <laughs> crowd. Why? Because okay. of her colorist stuff? Have, have they not? Do they not follow Queen Najee much? Do they not know what this woman is about? Okay. So y'all gonna cancel her for being herself? Like, she been saying stupid stuff for the longest. I mean, duh. Look at I her think dude. she Look got lumped into um, it's uh, some YouTube family that just had a baby and the mama was like, looked at her newborn and was like, oh, your eyes are brown. I thought you were gonna have pretty eyes. Yep, yep. And She's then part like, of that gang. Some, yep. some uh, video surfaced of Queen saying some color and stuff and so now she's like a casualty of they foolishness. Yeah. I I don't think she should be canceled, but I think she should really mature because I think she is she's a talented young lady. I just think she's very immature and I think she needs to learn. I think people oh. just we live in a world now where like during your stupid years where you like you don't know no better and you say dumb stuff like when we were growing up we didn't have social media so we weren't like on the internet saying the first thing that just comes to our head and now these young kids like they say you know their first thought and then nobody gets a chance to like grow and be like you know that was dumb now that I know better now that I know why that is wrong and the people are like no I forget that you cancel yeah I, I don't I don't want to cancel the young lady I just think that she just needs guidance and that she just needs to grow a little bit you can't cancel somebody for somebody not being who you think that they should be for you Maybe in her case, but I know with the other people, I'm pretty sure that that's because the video I've seen a couple of videos, so I've been looking into it. And like the dude, he was calling some black girl, he was like, You black bird bee. And like, Yeah, they, I heard they, about that. They, I heard about that. Both of them collectively, and like the girlfriend even said something like, I didn't even know he liked black girls. Like, Yeah, yeah, I've seen that video. I've seen that I video. I was like, So <laughs> what? Yeah, that okay. That wasn't that was not a good look. I was like, I just shook my head like, dog. Like, okay. <sighs> wow. Whatever. I get right. That's all I can say. I was just like, okay. Why would you? And and, and that's another thing too. Like, and, and and we'll we'll wrap this up here. But that's the thing I always say. Once you put it out there, it's out there. Like yeah. th- there's no there's no screenshot in the world that can get taken off of it's out there. No, because I didn't retweeted it. So you can't just get it off of my page and yeah. and I got it from somebody else and yeah, it's everywhere now. Yeah, it is what <laughs> I mean I, I mean I was gonna say poor thing, but you know, again, she's had moments of 
you know, moments of idiocy, and she just got to clean that up. But am I gonna cancel her? I mean, I ain't gonna yeah, cancel cause... her because I ain't never really subscribed to her. I don't listen to none of her music, so I ain't bought or streamed nothing. So it's just like I'm null and void in that area. Like, it is what it is, man. So, I mean, hey, so. I guess that's going. That's going. Uh, uh, wrap. Uh, wrap this portion up. What portion? Let's go wrap this podcast up. Um, unless you have anything else you'd like to. Nope, I gotta to go add. get my unruly children in order. My house is in chaos. Yeah, uh, yeah. The poor babies in the background, like ah. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. It happens. It happens. It's part of the process. All right. All right, well, we're just going to wrap up episode 25 uh, of the Y'all Have No Idea podcast. Sean, you know what time uh, it is. Instagram and Twitter at HoneyBunches, H-U-N-N-I-I-E-B-U-N-C-H-E-S. All right, follow me on Twitter at BigScottThePoe, Kevin B-I-G, Kevin S-K-Y-E, the Poe. Follow me on Instagram at BigScott83. Oh, yeah, by the way, um, I got a little <laughs> – somebody sent me a little message and said that they enjoy the podcast and, and, and um, you know, just keep doing your thing. So I was pretty excited about that. And y'all keep on supporting. We are a five-star podcast on Apple. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. So keep, keep supporting us. Uh, give us y'all feedback, please. Send us G. Please send us an email on y'all have no idea podcast at gmail.com. Holla at us. We would definitely appreciate your feedback. So will Kobe. She will also appreciate your feedback. Until next time, we will catch y'all next time. Until then, peace. peace.